Hi everyone, welcome to this week's research review where I'm going to be looking at the latest Viewpoint article by uh, Connor Gledhill et al, uh, released this year, titled Exploring Integrated Care for Musculoskeletal and Chronic Health Conditions. And this was just an article that was outlining um, a lot of the research and thoughts out there regarding the crossover between chronic health conditions and musculoskeletal care and providing a whole bunch of recommendations based on the research that we have at the moment and uh, emerging sort of patterns and ideas. This is sort of building on uh, the last week's review, which we discussed the how uh, conditions like chronic plantar heel pain uh, do have some crossover with some more uh, chronic or systemic uh, factors rather than um, simply just foot related factors. I think this is really interesting because what um, Connor's highlighting here is that we see a lot of chronic health conditions coexist with musculoskeletal conditions. So immediately we, we're dealing with a person who might have other things going on. And so we think about these chronic health conditions can take, going to take up time, there's lots of appointments to go to, there's financial costs associated with it. And also there, these chronic health conditions can be indicative of behaviours or other factors occurring in their life. So we think of things like inactivity and smoking are probably two big ones. And really that our health system is quite siloed. Uh, so we think especially when, from a podiatry perspective or a physio perspective, we're looking at just dealing with um, their specific area of complaint, their specific condition, their anatomy, the disease, the thing that's happening, the syndrome that's happening to that patient um, when they come in, that's specifically uh, within our scope. And so this sort of siloed sort of nature means that when people go from appointment to appointment, we're just dealing with one small part of them rather than them as a whole. And that can be you know a, a big issue because we have like you know, and what what um, Connor identifies is that there is a lot of crossover between chronic health conditions and the risk of developing musculoskeletal conditions. So it's not just the fact of oh you know they're, they're, it's money and time. It's also the fact that there is a there is there is a crossover. You know so for example one one of the examples they give is that there is a independent association of increased risk for people who have uh, a chronic uh, cardiovascular disease and developing chronic low back pain. The issue that we, that we run into, and this is what, what the paper highlights, is that we don't understand why. And this is a huge problem because the, the way that we are taught, the way that we uh, are trained is that uh, we are identifying a causative mechanism, something that, that, that has a cause this to happen and that's what our treatments should be targeting. And so there's a lack of understanding, um, makes the waters really murky and it also means that, that you know, we're constantly looking for the thing of I'm going to do this and this is what's going to make our patient better straight away rather than looking at these sort of wholesale long-term changes that people can make to their life that ultimately promote their health. Um, and I think that's, that's the, 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 the key issue, is we like to treat things that we understand. We like to, to have these targeted treatments. And realistically, a lot of our guidelines also admit people, or actually research in general, admits people with chronic health conditions. If someone rolls up for a study and they've got um, a chronic condition like rheumatoid arthritis, they've got um, a whole history of other factors, it's either 
not taken into account and recorded, or they're actually actively excluded from the study. So our guidelines are very much just about isolating just that individual part. So it's, it's no wonder that we don't uh, focus on it. But when we're looking at a patient coming into CS and ultimately we're trying to get them better, we're trying to prevent future injuries, we're trying to help them with their current pain, we need to look at them as a whole. And when we look at our medical education, we identify the fact that we don't have the skills um, or we're not given the skills to help manage chronic health conditions. Uh, and then because of that, often we don't see it as within our scope. And also there's the fact that when a lot of this comes down to behavior change. Um, and so and really behavior change is difficult. Trying to encourage someone to quit smoking, exercise more is probably the, the big thing um, that's within our scope of, and our, our big thing that's, that's quite closely related to what we do is helping people move more, move more comfortably, move more consistently. These are difficult. These are incredibly difficult and the benefits are of exercise are often secondary. So a good example is someone came into the clinic um, the other day that I was treating and you know, they were identifying that they wanted to run more and move more, but this heel pain was giving them trouble. And what essentially, you know, we went through is we said, you know, strength trainings are a big component of what's gonna help you get back to movement, you know, you moving and running because you, you haven't done any strength training, you haven't done any running in, in months. And they'd done strength training before, it didn't help their pain, and it was really just about explaining that there's a lot of secondary benefits of exercise, and specifically strength training, and it's about preparing that patient for them to go running and them to, to, to get back to life, to be you know, doing all of the things that they want to do, not for treating their condition. And so, and they were very happy with that. They went, great, you know, we're doing all these things for, this, for, our, for the condition, for heel pain, and now we're gonna do this strength training and rehab stuff uh, to actually help me get back to my goals. And ultimately getting someone back to doing what they wanna do happier, healthier, is going to impact their ability to recover from the heel pain. It's just not direct, and we don't exactly understand how or why. And it's funny because when we think about managing um, sort of health conditions overall, what, what um, the paper points out is that we already do it in other conditions. And the biggest one you know, that I highlight is pregnancy. When we have someone who's pregnant that comes in, we're very interested in helping um, understand and manage them in context of their condition, but not so much when someone is, has got cardiovascular disease, um, COPD, uh, and have issues with their lifestyle and behavior, which are, which are directly impacting that. So at the end of the paper, they really come out with some key recommendations. And I think there's a lot of things that we can take from this. And number one is we've got to get better at communicating the rationale behind integrated treatment. So understanding and explaining, you know, understanding it within ourselves and then explaining it to patients how we can integrate um, treatment and we should be looking beyond just their foot or their knee or their ankle. And we should be looking at them as a, as a person and how we can help integrate our specific targeted care with a um, more overall view of how we're gonna manage them in their health. So strength training, girl guiding them back to movement, um, helping engage in services that, that do things like help them quit smoking or, or helping them engage with a dietitian are just all some, some sort of brief, but also common examples of things how we can do that. Big thing is we should upskill in areas that help us deal with the person in front of us, not just the condition. So that's you know behavior change, that's communication strategies, but that's also um, looking at 
upskilling in understanding how to prescribe exercise for general health conditions. So this was something that, that I was very lucky um, to, be, to, to be included in my postgrad, uh, something I didn't consider, it just sort of came along and I didn't really understand the, the value and the benefit of it at the time. And now I see it's, it's huge and, and I use it all the time. I've expanded on that with my strength and conditioning. So now, you know, I feel very confident prescribing exercise, not just for um, the person's specific condition, but actually for their overall health or their goals. So I think there's a lot of lot that we can, we can do in this space. Um, it's identifying that we need more collaboration with other providers. So thinking, you know, we can have the GP, podiatrist, physio all working together to promote exercise, working on our individual areas. This is not about taking away uh, or stop doing some things. It's about expanding and saying we can do more. But it's also understanding the systemic issues or issues to do with the system. And that's that financial sort of side of things, the time, the appointments. And so maybe the, you know, we need to really consider, actually not maybe, we have to consider that how our treatment's gonna fit in with the overall person and how we're gonna, they're managing their overall health. But the big sort of key points is really recognizing the relationship between chronic conditions and musculoskeletal pain that they're there. And I really, and it's not something for us, but it's a big point that we should be pushing out there that medical education needs to reflect that we need to manage people as people, as whole individuals who come with coexisting conditions and not just siloing ourselves into just managing their foot. And I think the probably the biggest misnomer is, oh, we're just podiatrists and we should be focusing on this and that's where our business is at. But interestingly enough, from you know, in, in, in our business, the, the business that I work in, we find that we actually do a lot better business-wise managing this, helping people with rehab and strength training and getting back to their goals than just trying to find more people with conditions to manage those specifically.